Sheriff Boggs didn't grab up the Des Moines Chronicle and sit down and wait his turn like I expected. Instead, he stood in the middle of the room, hands on his hips, rocking back and forth on his heels, a cigarette cupped in his palm curled up smoke. Palmer Dodd sat in the chair talking to Buck and the rest of us about his sister's gallbladder operation. Sheriff Boggs interrupted and asked if any of us had seen Denver Wilcox round town that morning. Officer Wilcox was one of Boggs' men. We all shook our heads. He took a last hit of his cigarette and smashed it out in the ashtray. The telephone rang. The caller must have asked if the sheriff was there because Buck held out the phone. It's Dr. Potter, Sheriff. We all stayed quiet and listened to the sheriff's side of the conversation. Royce Martin's name was mentioned. When the sheriff hung up, Buck asked him if something was wrong, but the sheriff rushed out without answering, letting the door bang shut behind him. The lights on his car swirled and the siren wailed as he sped away. "'Wonder what's up,' Buck said. The rest of us were wondering the same. I sat in the chair when Stover Rowe came into the shop. He panted, seeming a bit breathless. He asked the room if we all had heard the news. "'Heard we might be expecting some bad weather later on today,' Buck offered." I'm not talking about a little rain here, Stover's voice raised a notch. My wife Eunice got a call from Helen Day. You know, the Days live next door to the Royce Martin place? Something is going on out there. Buck made a clip or two with his scissors and said, to show he was in the news loop, Sheriff was just here. Dr. Potter asked him to go out to the Martins. Did Royce have an attack? Buck meant a heart attack. It was the number one killer of most men around 60 in Pinkerton at the time. Stover shook his head. Helen Day told Eunice that Ethel Martin screamed like the house was on fire. I guess Dalbert was sitting on the john, and she said that he jumped up, pulled on his pants, and ran straight on over. Helen said that when he got over to the Martins and saw Royce, he barely recognized him. His hair was pure white. Hair can turn with an attack. Hair is fragile, Buck remarked. I didn't know the Martins well. Royce Martin owned the general store. The store sold things people needed a little above prices they could afford until they got up to Des Moines to Walmart. However, I could pick Royce out on the street, around the age of my grandparents, maybe seventy, eighty. He had his way of walking, like he was balancing on the ship. It was caused by his artificial hip making one of his legs slightly shorter than the other. Buck stopped snipping at my head and told Stover Rowe he'd better sit down or he was going to have an attack. Stover took a seat, his rotund body filling most of the chair, so the rest of them hung out. He sat with his knees spread and his hands clasped between them. After a couple of breaths and a wheeze, Stover said, I just saw Royce early this morning with his fishing pole in hand. I'd swear he didn't look no different than he did when I saw him on church Sunday. I'd swear to that. He waited for the rest of us to agree then that it must be true. Stover and Eunice weren't known to preach your ear off, but they were good Christians, never missed a Sunday at his Holy Word Cavalry Church. Dalbert must have thought Royce had an attack. He told Helen to call the paramedics. She said she already had. He said that he wasn't sure what to do next, you know, if he should give Royce artificial respiration or pump his chest. He took in a deep breath and exhaled, letting his body shake off his nerves. According to Helen Day, Ethel told Dalbert... She was surprised to find Royce back home so soon from fishing. He hadn't been gone that long. She'd been in the kitchen having done up the breakfast dishes and thinking about doing a load of wash when she saw Royce standing in the doorway. He was holding his chest and looking outside. 
Then he turned and tried to tell her something. I guess she couldn't understand a word he was saying. Buck interrupted. Sounds like an attack. My brother's wife said he was standing in the bedroom holding on to his chest like that when he had his. Stover went on. Well, Ethel went up to him to see if he was okay, and when she got his attention, he fell right down at her feet. She screamed to beat hell. I listened as Buck asked Stover to tell it all again, and the two of them tried to figure out if Royce had a stroke or a heart attack. They each had their opinion and their other relatives' tragedies to back up their theories. When Buck took off the cape and brushed off the back of my neck,